How many of you got a Bible? All right, turn with me, if you will, to Genesis chapter 15. We're going to read together from verse 1. Are you good? If you're happy and you know it, clap your hands. <laughs> I know it's really bad and corny, but I like doing it. You know what I'm saying? It's just like, let's just get happy together. All right. All right. Here we go. Genesis 15, reading together from verse 1. I've already said it, but I'll say it again to Pastor John, Pastor Danny. Is it Daniela or Danielle? Danielle. I just want to say, don't go to uh, All right. Sorry, sister. Don't, don't, don't curse me now. As, um, uh, I just want to say thank you, thank you, thank you, and congratulate you on what is an outstanding church. Outstanding church. I, I really feel like, um, uh, and it's not my place to say it in some ways, but I'll go here anyway. I really feel like I've come at a good time uh, because I feel like in this moment, in this season, it's, it's a transition time. It's a transition season. Uh, and it's not just in you, but it's in the house. And God has got so much more. I've already said it. I've already sung my bad song from Melbourne. And, uh, but the reality is, this is only the beginning. There is so much more. You know what I say? Anyway, moving right along. But I congratulate you, I celebrate you, I salute you, and I, I'm believing, I, I'm believing, we're going to see you in, yeah, I'll just, I'll just be quiet, I'll be quiet. All right, Genesis 15 from verse 1, so we can talk later, it's probably not for here, all right, Genesis 15 verse 1, afterward the Lord spoke to Abram in a vision and said to him, do not be afraid, Abram, for I will protect you and your reward will be great. But Abram replied, O sovereign Lord, what good are all your blessings when I don't even have a son? Since I don't have a son, Eliezer of Damascus, a servant in my household, will inherit all my wealth. You have given me no children. Anyway, sorry just felt the moment uh, you have given me no children so one of my servants will have to be my heir then the Lord said to him no your servant will not be your heir for you will have a son of your own to inherit everything I'm giving you then the Lord brought Abram outside beneath the night sky and told him look up everyone say look up everyone say together look up Look up into the heavens and count the stars if you can your descendants will be like that too many to count and Abram believed the Lord and the Lord declared him righteous because of his faith. Then the Lord told him, I am, I am the Lord who brought you out of Ur of the Chaldeans to give you this land. So here we are standing in October 2018. How many of you are enjoying October so far? I don't know about you. How many of you are enjoying the guest ministry so far in October? All right, me too. All right. So we find ourselves standing here in October 2018. 2019 is coming. It's only about 10 or so weeks ago, and it's going to be all over us. There's no doubt about it. How many of you are planning to go into 2019? Yeah, <laughs> me too. I'm going into it. I'm going to go into it wholeheartedly. I'm going to go into it passionately. I'm going to lay hold of everything that God has got for me. God has got more for you. God has got more for me. God has got more for us. It is all before us. 2019 is coming. So we may as well prepare our hearts and step in boldly, step in gladly, step in with faith, believing that there is so much more to come. Now, here's the thing. If you want to lay hold of 2019 and everything that God has got for you, how many of you realize you're going to need to leave 2018? behind you're going to need to leave 2017 behind 
You're going to need to leave 1976 behind, some of us, you know what I'm saying? We're going to need to leave some stuff behind because how many of you know you can't lay hold of your future if you've still got hold of your past? You've got to let it go now. The good times and the bad times, the wins and the losses, if you're going to lay hold of everything that God's got for you in your future, you've got to leave your past behind. That's why the Lord had to get Abram outside into a space and into a place where he might begin to see something new. Can I ask you a question? When was the last time you saw something new? Uh-huh. When was the last time you saw something new for your life? New for your marriage? New for your family? New for your ministry? New for the business? New. When was the last time you saw in God something new for you? Genesis. That's what it says. 15 verse 5. Then the Lord brought Abram outside beneath the night sky and told him, look up. Everyone say, look up. Look up into the heavens and count the stars if you can. Your descendants will be like that. Too many to count. Now, it was crucial that before the Lord spoke to Abram that he got him out under the night sky. You say, why is that? Because he wanted to remove every obstacle, every hindrance, everything that was going to blind him to the amazing possibilities and opportunities that were before him. He wanted to remove the ceiling of disappointment. How many of you have been disappointed in life? (laughs) welcome to the ministry (laughs) welcome to life and it happens stuff happens he wanted to remove the tent of restriction how many of you have ever felt restricted like you can't reach out stretch out into everything that God has got for you yeah you're believing for so much more but you're just feeling restricted how many of you uh, he wanted to remove the canvas of containment containment have you ever felt like the enemy is trying to contain you that life is trying to contain you like the in-laws or the outlaws are trying to contain you friends I tell you the truth God wants to remove it all that you might step out and look up and see the limitless possibilities that are in God I tell you the truth there is so much more for you there is so much more for this church for your marriages your families your ministries your businesses there is so much more So the Lord brought Abram outside beneath the night sky and he gets him to look up. Now, why did he get him to look up? Well, I'm so glad you asked. The Lord got Abram to look up that he might see what he'd never seen before. This is a season, I believe, for you guys and you as a church to see what you have never seen before. You've only ever seen what you've seen But the scripture tells us, no eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived what God has prepared for those who love him. And now God wants you to begin to see what you've never seen before. This is a season to begin to see the opportunities, the possibilities, the teams, the church, the state, the nation, the world, like you've never seen it before. Now, God had to get Abram out beneath the night sky and get him to look up that he might see this. Now... Something that he'd never seen before. And you might be like, Shane, how can you say that Abram had never seen the stars before? He was a sojourner. He was a traveler. He was a herds guy. Of course he'd been out and seen the stars before. But I didn't say that God wanted to show Abram the stars. That's not what I said. I said that God wanted to show Abram something he'd never seen before. There's a really big difference. How many of you know sometimes it's right before us, but we don't see it? 
How many of you know sometimes it's right there, but we, we, we never realize it's right here. This was one of those situations. But, but I didn't say that Abram hadn't seen the stars. I said Abram hadn't seen what he needed to see. Some of us in this place need to see what God would put before us. A black canvas filled with opportunity, filled with portion, filled with promise and longing and destiny. I remember as a teenager, I used to go out shooting with my dad. You know, I say that in Melbourne, everyone hates me. I say it up here and I think we're, we're all cool. But I used to go shooting with my dad. I remember as a, as a 14 year old, 13, 14 year old, we went out one night out to the Hume Weir, growing up in Aubrey, went out to the Hume Weir. We pull up at the gate to go into the property. I jump out, I close the gate as dad goes through in the panel van. And as I close the gate, what does my dad do? He just drives off into the darkness. He just leaves me there. How many of you know, today we call that abuse. Back then it was called Good Parenting 101, all right. It's called having fun with your kids and not allowed to do that anymore, but whatever. All right, so, so I'm standing there out in the middle of nowhere and I remember looking up at the stars and even though I wasn't following God at that moment, I gotta tell you, everything within me realized, man, God was big. Everything within me realized, wow, look at all this. Look what the Lord has hung in the sky that we might stand back and go, wow, how big he is. Now, I wasn't even following Christ at that point in time. As in, I, I believed in God, a God, but I wasn't walking with God. But I'm looking at the stars thinking, have a look at this. This is absolutely unbelievable. Friends, I'm here to tell someone today. I'm here to encourage someone today. If you're thinking that your future is limited and there's no hope of your dreams becoming a reality, if you can't see a future, a future beyond the here and now, a future beyond what is currently in your tent, then it's time to follow the Lord outside and look up into the heavens, look up to the stars and begin to realize God has got so much more for you. God has got so much more for you. It's time to get up. Everyone say, get up. Get out. Say, get out. We've got to get up and get out under the night sky and look at the potential in God. That's why He put it up there, that you might understand how big and wild and crazy He is for you and the possibilities that He has for you. I want to encourage you today to take a second look. For as long as you stay where you are, your sight will be contained. Your sight will contain you. As long as you stay where you are, your memories will contain you. I gotta tell you, as in I got some good memories, but I got some other memories. Don't be contained by your memories. As long as you stay where you are, your feelings will contain you. Feelings, all you need. How many of you know that's a load of rubbish? You know what I'm saying? Feelings are overrated. Feelings are overrated. I went next door to my next door neighbor who's about to leave his wife and two teenage daughters to go off with the girl from work. And he goes, he goes, Miss Shane, you don't understand. I got feelings for this woman. I'm like, suck it up, sweetheart. Do I look like I care? I said, you know what you need to do? You need to honor the commitment you made to your wife. Your wife needs you to, your two teenage daughters to. I don't care about your feelings and neither do they, so suck it up. Needless to say, he didn't say thank you when we never got together again. He left with his wife, or with his girlfriend. Blah, blah, whatever. Right. Feelings. I tell our church all the time, it's like, shut up. You know what I'm saying? It's like, but I got, I got, I got feelings. 
And as if, like, I go, feelings, you know what I'm saying? We're getting dragged all over town by our feelings. And it's like, what's it go with that? What's it go with? What about commitment? What about love? What about honor? What about. As long as you stay where you are, your emotions will contain you. Your history, history, it's going to contain you. That's why we've got to get out beyond the walls and the ceilings. We've got to get out from our barren situations and circumstances and realize that there is so much more in God. Everyone say so much more. There is so much more. God's got so much more for you. I feel like I say, I feel like I've stepped in at just the right time. This is, this is your time to begin to look, to begin to dream, to begin to see what is there in God. For doesn't the Bible say, I like the Bible. Anyone else like the Bible? Just, just keep in the word. It'll sustain you, sustain you. When, when, when we hear the voice of God, we need to step outside and take a second look with eyes of faith. Begin to look with eyes of faith. For doesn't the Bible say, Matthew 19, verse 26, Jesus looked at them and said, With man this is impossible, but with God all things are possible. Reminds me of a song. No, we won't go there. All right. But it does. You guys are like, what song? It was an era past. It's the last century. It's a long time ago. All right. Uh, about, 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 about four and a half, five years ago. Actually, I think it's closer to six or seven. I looked up the dates the other day. Six or seven years ago, I had it in my heart to put a foot down into Hobart. Now, what right do I, this little Skippy the Bush kangaroo hanging out in Melbourne trying to build a church, what right do I have, have to go to Hobart thinking we could ever do anything for God in Hobart? So I hopped on a plane, went down to Hobart. I walked all over town, drove all over town. But, but you know what? It was like a Rubik's Cube. How many of you remember the Rubik's Cube? Now, when I used to do the Rubik's Cube, just don't tell anybody, but if I got too frustrated and I couldn't break it, I would just pull off all the stickers and put them back the way they had to go. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> Moving right along. How many of you know you can't do that with God? You're going to end up in trouble if you try doing it with God. But I, I felt like I was playing this Rubik's Cube. Had, Lord, how are we going to do this? In the end, I couldn't work it out, so I put it down. Just put it down. Kept praying, but put it down. But it was in my spirit. We, we'd pray for it occasionally, occasionally, occasionally. Look to God, look to God, look to God. November last year, I get a phone call from a guy who I've had two conversations with for no more than five minutes each. Long story short, he and his wife gave me their church in Hobart. Out of the blue. There's no ongoing long relationship he just, they hopped on an aeroplane and said, Shane and Georgie Baxter, that's who needs to be down here. Long story short, within about six weeks, we were with the senior pastors of that church, which is now in Joy Church, and it's already doubled in size and going from strength to strength. How many of you know God is good? God is good. So we just got to step out sometimes and take a look. Take a look. What does the Bible say? Matthew 9, verse 29, then he touched their eyes. What did they do? He touched their eyes. And said, according to your faith, it will be done unto you. Why did he touch their eyes? Because he wanted them to see. <laughs> Some of you are like, well, that was deep. No, 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 no. He wanted them to see. Not just in the natural. We see all, st all sorts of stuff in the natural. God wants us to be men and women who see in the spirit that we can see what he's got for us. Mark chapter 9, verse 23 says, And Jesus said to him, If you can, all things are possible to him who believes. 
So the doctor may have said that you will never have a child. The accountant may have said that your finances will always be sinking. Your counsellor may have said that you will always be broken or a little bit fractured. Your marriage counsellor may have said uh, that your marriage has no hope and no future. And now their words have become the limiting factor. It's like the tent over your life. You can't see your future because all you can hear is these words. Friends, I want to encourage you, when you hear the voice of God, it doesn't matter what they say, you need to stand up, step outside, look to the heavens, and take a second look. Take a second look. Probably two and a half years ago, we had our summit, Enjoy Summit, and, uh, and I'm told, because to be honest, I can't remember doing it. I was, <laughs> What? I can't remember. This is what I did. So I'm told, I can't really remember it because sometimes you just go in the flow. And so I got up and I said, hey, if there's any couples here tonight that have been trying to have a baby, you've been told you cannot have a baby, we want to pray for you tonight. Now we ended up with a, with a packed altar. Uh, and so I, I, I jumped down. We just ran through, laid hands on it, prayed for them. And then about three months later, four months later, five months later, all these people are coming to me and saying, Pastor Shane, can you, rem- you remember that night at summit where you prayed for all the people that couldn't have babies? And I'm like, at the first, I'm at, I said, no, I can't. And they laughed. And they, but they said, we're pregnant. I'm like, good for you. You know what I'm saying? Because then another one came and another one came and another one came. Now, but this is what they, this, listen to this. It's a true story. They all say thank you, but none of them call their son Shane. None of them call their daughter Shania. Yeah, we're so thankful. Whatever. They're thankful to God, because how many of you know it's all about God? So there's this girl. Her name is Intella, Intella from Albania. Uh, Intella from Albania is a saint. She's only been saved five years and she's got so much faith. And so she's a hairdresser. Long story short, about two years ago, I started getting my hair cut by Intella. And you go in, and for me, she sounds like a Russian. You know what I'm saying? She'd go in there, she sounds like a Russian. Oh, Pastor Shade, it's so good to see you. And she, but she sounds like a Russian. And so, so I walk in this day, I'm, I'm, I'm hammered. I've had a big, not hammered, you know what I'm saying? Uh, I'm Pastor Danny. Anyway, so, <coughs> uh, secrets. <coughs> so, I'm tired. I've come out of a big weekend. I'm unshaven. I'm smashed. I walk into a shop, and this is what she does. We're in a big shopping center in Melbourne. And I walk in, and she goes, Pastor Shane, this is Susanna. I told her you can get her pregnant. <laughs> And I'm like, no, no, yeah, 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 yeah. She said, I told her you will pray for her and she'll get pregnant. And I'm like, yeah, you, ever, you ever get up Monday morning and you don't even like people anymore, you know what I'm saying? As in God's still okay. If you have to have a chat, we'll talk. But, but other than that, it's like, ah. you're just exhausted. You're wrung out. And so I go to, and it's like, I told her you'll get to pregnant. And I'm like, so I sit down in a seat. She cuts my hair and I'm thinking, that's going to be the end of it. And we're not going to hear anything else. She didn't bring it up. She's talking about her family, talking about her kids, yada, yada. And then she gets to the end and and then she says, okay, okay. Then she goes and closes the roller door on the shop, in the shopping center. 
And she goes, okay, Pastor Shane, you'll pray for Susanna now. And I'm like, okay, Susanna. I really didn't want to. If I can be really honest, I didn't. I was stuffed. You know what I'm saying? Stuffed. It's a Greek word, which means, all right. So I was exhausted. And so Susanna comes across. And I'm like, Susanna, do you believe in God? Oh, sort of. I'm like, oh, me too at the moment. But it's all right. We'll work with that. All right, let's just pray. I said, this is what's going to happen, Susanna. I'm going to lay my hand on your shoulder. Is that okay? And I'm just going to pray that you'd get pregnant. And so I just prayed a really, it was, it was, it was, it was just a prayer. You know what I'm saying? Oh, Lord, you see, Susanna, you see this mama's heart. Lord, do whatever you're going to do, Lord. Make her pregnant. Amen. Whatever. God bless. All right, see you later. And so, man, I'll go. So what happens. True story. Two months later, I walk back into the shop and in Tella, the top of her voice, Pastor Shane, you got, you got Susanna pregnant! <laughs> I didn't do it. True story, I didn't do it. But she's pregnant. She's just about to have the baby now. I told this story in Kansas City. Got to the end of preaching a big weekend. I'm exhausted. The pastors go to me. Philip and Susan O'Reilly, Pastor Shane, would you pray for our, our, uh, our pastors? There's a couple here that have been trying for six or seven years, whatever, uh, and they haven't been able to get pregnant. Would you pray for them? Yeah, I'd love to. I don't want to be like the pregnant pastor guy. You know what I'm saying? That's like, that's like pregnant pastor. So this is what happens. They come, we meet them in, in, in the office afterwards, and once again, I'm exhausted. I get nothing. I got nothing, but him, you know, he's got everything. And when you've got faith and you've got him, you've got everything. So I just, do, I just do, do my thing. What's my thing? Oh, Father, praise, praise, bless them, Lord, get them pregnant, whatever. And uh, how many, they got pregnant. They got pregnant. Now, now they're, they're, starting to, they're starting to show. Praise God. It's a beautiful thing. I don't know about you. I, I get excited when I see, see lives being touched and lives being changed. What, what was funny at state conference a couple of weeks ago, I just prayed once again for people who want to get pregnant. And this lady came out, I think it must have been with her sister. I'm praying with her sister. And I'm just walking down the line and I put my hand out towards her. And she goes, ah, because she didn't want to get pregnant. <laughs> she goes, not me, not me, not me. All right. All right, don't touch me, don't touch me. Okay, I won't touch you. Praise God. When God is for you, you know what I'm saying? When you hear the voice of God, step outside the tent, look up. And I'll tell you the truth, something supernatural is about to occur. God is going to open your eyes to the miraculous. God is going to open your eyes to what is possible. God is going to open your eyes to his destiny, to his purpose for your life. You just got to step out, leave all the rubbish in there. Don't be contained any longer. God has got a plan. God has got a purpose for you. Psalm chapter 20 verse 7 says, Some trust in chariots and some in horses, but we trust in the name of our Lord. Can I encourage you? Take a second look. I know, I get it. Sometimes it's like, ah, take a second look. All right. Psalm chapter 34, verse 10 says, even strong young lions like Pastor John, amen, sometimes go hungry because Pastor Danny doesn't make him any dinner. But those who trust in the Lord will never lack any good thing. I might not get any dinner now, eh? We'll never lack any good thing. We'll never lack any good thing. We'll never lack any good thing. But those who trust in the Lord will never lack any good thing. Step outside, lift up your eyes, and take a second look. Psalm chapter 121, verse 2 says, My help comes from the Lord who made the heavens and the earth. Made the heavens and made the earth. 
The earth is his footstool and a dwelling place for his most prized possession. How many of you know that's you? That's me, that's us. The heavens as a constant reminder of the magnitude and the fullness, the size, the width, the depth of the life in Christ that's to be had by all who would dare to look with eyes of faith. Can I encourage you today? Take a second look. Why don't we stand to our feet? Can we do this? All right. You've probably worked me out by now. I'm a fun monkey. I'm a sanctified or getting sanctified fun monkey. Certainly justified. But here's the thing. Whenever, whenever God speaks to me, I know I have to respond. Otherwise, it's just falling on deaf ears, dead heart. Whenever God speaks to me, I always want to respond. I want to. I don't have to like, no, no, I want to. I, I, I want to change my position. Because when I change my position and step into or step out of the tent and step out under the skies I'm positioning myself as a response of faith to the word of God I believe tonight there would be men and women in this room and this might sound strange even the very young youngsters <laughs> youngest of those that are in the room you would understand about disappointment whether it be through relationships or situations you would understand about feeling restricted in the context of the life that you're believing to live so whether it be from the youngest or to the oldest, from, the, from those who have just been a Christian for a week or two, all the way through to those that are leading the charge in this great church, I'm sure there'll be many of us in this room tonight that are like, yeah, I've been in that tent of containment. I've been in that place of restriction. I, I've, I've been in a place where I haven't felt like my, my future is going to really be that great. Friends, I want to tell you tonight, if you will step out under the stars and take a second look, God is going to open your eyes to the possibilities. God is going to open your eyes to the plans and the purposes. God is going to open your eyes to things you've never even dreamt of. No eye has seen, no ear has heard, no mind has conceived. What God has prepared, not is going to prepare, but has prepared for those who love Him. Is there anyone in the house that loves Jesus tonight? Loves the Lord tonight? All right. This is what we're going to do as all the worship team come. Can we do this, Pastor? This is okay. All right, this is what we're going to do. This is what I want to do. Because I said, there'll be men and women, you know exactly what I'm talking about. You've been disappointed, as I spit on the floor, sorry. You've been disappointed uh, because of your situations and circumstances. Like Abram in the beginning of this story, you've given me no child. You've given me no son. You don't even care now I'm going to have to do this. And God says, no, 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 no. It's not going to be like that not going to be like that what you need to do Abram is come with me outside and look to the heavens look to the stars and you're going to get a glimpse of what I've got for you I, I like what I like about this church I know you guys believe in the supernatural you believe in the miraculous you believe in the power of God I gotta tell you my whole life changed 28th of uh, 28th of March 1987 one encounter with God my whole future changed then we go to August 1998, when God spoke to me about the church that we're now leading. My whole, everything changed. One encounter with God, it all changes. What I'm going to do now, what we're going to do now, is we're going to, we're going to say this is the outside of the tent. 
That is the inside of the tent. I'm going to invite every man, every woman that is like, I don't want to live in this restriction anymore. I don't want to live in this containment anymore. I don't want to live in this disappointment anymore. How many of you are ever tempted to have a pity party because it's not going the way you thought? It's not happening the way you wanted to. So you're just like, well, I'm just going to stay in here and it can all go away. How many of you know that's not going to change your future? It's not going to change your destiny. The only thing that's going to change your future and your destiny is faith in you. Faith requires a response. So right here, right now, if you're saying, I want to leave that disappointment, that restriction, that containment behind, that barrenness behind, I want to leave it all behind and step outside and begin to see what God has got for me as we worship right here, right now. If that is you, I'm going to pray for every man, every woman that comes to the front because I believe tonight that God is wanting to open your eyes to the future and the possibilities that are in Him. So as we worship, why don't you come? Come on, come on, guys, lead us in worship. Why don't you come now? Just come. Come, 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 come. Praise God. Praise God. If that's you, you're saying, yep, I want to step outside tonight. I want to leave these situations behind, these circumstances behind. I want to step out. I want to begin to see, 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 see afresh what God has got for me. Come on, just come if that's you. Just come if that's you. Thank you, Jesus. Yes, Lord. Come on, let's worship Him, church. Yes, Lord. Thank you, Jesus. Jesus, Jesus, Lord, we call upon your name tonight. Jesus, we bless you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Open our eyes. Jesus. Worthy. 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 Jesus. Praise the Lord. With eyes closed, hands raised, maybe heads raised. Let's just look to the Lord for a moment. Father, we come into your presence. We step away from the disappointments. We step away from the barrenness. We step away, Lord God, from all that which would try to contain us and restrict us. We step away from it all tonight. We step out underneath the night sky. And we look to the heavens. We see the stars. We see your glory. We see your splendor. We see your wonder. We gaze upon your beauty. Amazing, Lord. Amazing, Lord. That you would hang those stars in the heavens just that we might be reminded of how great you are and how great your future is for us. Now I pray in Jesus' name over the days, 
and the weeks, the months to come. Not years, days and weeks, months to come. I pray, Almighty God, that you would open the eyes, open the eyes, open the understanding of every brother and sister that's standing here on the altar tonight. I pray that you would open their eyes to the possibilities that are in you, that you would open their eyes to the destiny that's to be had in you. Lord, we declare tonight that you alone are the Lord and there is none like you. You made the heavens and the earth, the earth that we might dwell and be blessed in this place in relationship with you, but the heavens that we might look to them and be reminded, Lord God, of our future in you, our future in you. Surely we are the seed of Abraham and we are heirs according to the promise that which you spoke over him, we receive over our own lives tonight. Lord, I pray in Jesus' name, even tonight as my brothers and sisters sleep, Lord, trouble their dreams with the destiny that you have for them. Begin to step into their dream world, into their vision world, that they might see the amazing possibilities that are in you. I pray, Almighty God, that disappointment would be broken off their lives. Lord, I pray, Lord God, Lord, barrenness would be broken. And I pray fruitfulness and life in Jesus' name. Life in Jesus' name. Now, church, just look at me for one, one minute, then we're going to continue to worship. I'm going to give the microphone back to Pastor. This is what I want you to do. For a week, for the next week, every night, before you go to bed, go home after, after work, after school, whatever the case may be. Do whatever it is that you need to do with family life and take care of business. But then at, when, when, when you can, in that moment, I want to encourage all of you to literally step outside. Step away from your TV. Step away from Facebook. Step away from everything that is inside the house. Step away from the family, from the spouse. Step outside by yourself and look to the heavens. Begin to look to the stars and begin to pray. Begin to pray that God would reveal to you what He's got for you, that He would give you a new dream, that He would give you a new song, that He'd give you a new understanding of the destiny that's on your life, the calling that is upon your life. Because I tell you the truth, when you begin to realize in God what God has got for you, how many of you know you're going to begin to live differently? You're going to begin to do differently. Think about it. Abram, Abram and Sarah, they ended up conceiving, but it was because after that, Abram went to work. Amen. Now some of you are like, but it's okay. Old people, grand, they weren't grandparents then, but they're old people. But it's okay. Barry White, music, you know what I'm saying? It's like, they went to work. It's all good. But how many of you know, if you're going to do the great things for God that God is calling you to, if you're going to lay hold of the destiny, if you're going to lay hold of the career, if you're going to lay hold of the ministry, if you're going to lay hold of and be laid hold of by God, you've got to rise up in faith and begin to live differently. You've got to step out in faith. You've got to call upon the name of the Lord. So every, every night for the next week, step out into the presence of God. Begin to worship Him and look at the splendor, the magnitude, the size of everything God has got for you. Begin to worship Him. Worship Him. Worship Him inside. Worship Him outside. Worship Him wherever you go. Worship, worship, worship. Come on, let's lift up a shout of praise. Let's worship Him now. Praise you, Lord. Yeah. 